Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site, bettingangle.us, a free site. It is June 14th. Let's talk boxing. But first, remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, let me just say, one of the great things with getting older is that you really do stop caring what people think. So you can actually take provocative views. You can actually reveal provocative views that you've held for a long time. So I want you to question everything, especially me. But let's challenge boxing orthodoxy. Let's get controversial. While defense matters in every weight class, a different form of defense matters at heavyweight. If you think I'm saying something as crazy, as different weight classes require different forms of defense, you're right. Right now, of course, everything has exceptions, right? There is an Ali, right? People like that. But here are some overgeneralizations that, quite frankly, have helped me over the years win bets. Compare these notes to your notes. Lighter guys are more coordinated. Lighter guys have more stamina. Lighter guys can take more big shots. Lighter guys have better foot speed. Lighter guys need to know how to box more than they need to know how to punch. Now, the heavyweight division is different. Right now, with a lot of respect to heavyweights, let's just keep it real. Because if you're making a bet with real money, you have to keep it real, right? Because there's going to be a real result in your favor or not in your favor. So in the heavyweight division, these are overgeneralizations. As I've said, they're outliers. But at heavyweight, the guys aren't as coordinated. Bigger men tend to get tired. At heavyweight, great chins are a myth. You're only as good as the last punch you got hit with. Few heavyweights have elite foot speed. Even fewer have a back foot. Heavyweights need to know how to punch. If you can't, like Yui Fury, judges are going to overlook your boxing skills. Which brings us to Daniel Dubois. He beat Trevor Bryan. It was impressive. I was impressed. Dubois looked better than I thought he did. Now, first, let me say this. 
the overhit, right, as crazy as that was in a fight that Dubois dominates. Understand the over-under, as I said in a prior video here, was three and a half rounds. That was a gift from the casino to you. You won that bet by about 20 seconds. I know it seems close, but the point is a fighter really has to be on their game to get an under three and a half rounds. Right? As I look out on the landscape, folks, I just don't see the Mike Tyson type character who is going to come across the ring, find you in the first three and a half minutes and then make a decision to be hyper-aggressive and to take you out that early. Even guys with that capability, Lennox Lewis, for example, who flashed it, right, against uh, Andrew Galata, against Michael Grant. Even a Lennox Lewis would pace himself because big men, including Lewis, get tired, right? You can have early KO capability. But you might not have the early KO capability mindset, right? You might be like Anthony Joshua, a bit cautious when you know the other guy's talented. So when you see a three and a half, right? I have to tell you, I'm predisposed to bet the over. The over hit. You got paid on the Dubois fight. But let's get back to what actually happened in that Trevor Brian fight. The secret to Dubois is his punching power. It's great. Coupled with his athleticism. Now hear me carefully. He's a freak athlete at the start of fights. And his foot speed, which is surprising. It's freakish at the start of fights. But let's be clear on Dubois. He doesn't have great stamina. Right? I told you I was watching him against Richard Lardy, some guy like that. And Dubois was tired, and it was the third round. Right? Lardy is not going to be confused with a Tyson Fury or an Alexander Usyk. Dubois tires when pushed. Also, Dubois is not an in-the-pocket boxer, right? Understand there are many fights, Otto Wallen against Tyson Fury, where Tyson Fury, after he gets cut, after he's bleeding, after he's at risk of losing his title on cuts, decides, I'm going to come in the pocket. I'm going to outbox this challenger in the pocket, Dubois doesn't have that decision-making opportunity because he doesn't have the in-the-pocket skills to duke it out with you in the pocket. So you have the Joe Joyce fight where Joyce has a jab, doesn't have the foot speed Dubois has, but he has a jab. Dubois decides he's going to linger around the pocket Eventually, he has to give up because he's hit in the face with too many jabs. He couldn't stop 
Joyce's jab from Landy. Now, he's a much better fighter than he was in that fight. Because understand, Trevor Bryan actually has a very good jab. That Bryan jab is really why Bryan was champion. Right? Bryan, like Joe Joyce, like Dillian White, has a pretty good jab. But somebody tapped Dubois on the shoulder. Somebody sat down with Dubois in front of some film and pointed out to him that, look, with these legs, with your foot speed, what are you even doing in the pocket? If you could figure out some timing and some ring coverage, you can jump in the pocket after the guy has thrown his jab and it's missed you because you're too far away. You can jump in the pocket and you can hit him with vicious counters. With your punching power, just one really good shot could change the fight. Now let me point out, the ending of the Bryan fight is noteworthy. Dubois jumps in the pocket. Right, he hasn't been hit with too many jabs because he's too far outside. His legs are his defense. Now, I'm not saying this is advanced boxing. I'm not saying this should be confused with what Terrence Crawford's doing. Right, I'm not saying this should be confused with Tyson Fury. Right, but understand, youth has its place in boxing. If you're young and you have the reflexes, you have the body, you have the timing, there isn't a lot of wear on your tires, then you can time it where you're outside, something happens, you have a free shot, you can get inside and throw a punch. Understand Dubois is right-handed, the last punch of this fight is a Dubois left hand. It's not a combination. He hits that hard, and we're in a different world, folks. We're in the heavyweight division. Dubois lowers his head, jumps in with a left hand. It's not even his best punch. And Trevor Bryan hits the canvas face first. Face first. The ref is counting. Brian tries to get up, falls back down to the canvas. Right? Can't get himself off the canvas. The ref waves off the fight. There's no protest from Brian's corner. You understand that at heavyweight, unlike Welter, unlike middle, Right Where the guys are more coordinated, they move better, judges expect some boxing. At heavyweight, judges expect some punching. Daniel Dubois has the foot speed to just stand around. I know it sounds ridiculous, but to just stand around, wait for something to happen, and then jump in the pocket with heavy artillery. And I mean heavy artillery. 
right? You're talking about a level of athleticism at the beginning of fights. And understand, you're going to have some KG vets out there. I'm sure Luis Ortiz is chomping at the bit to fight Dubois and to get him into some later rounds where he might be someone else, right? But early in a fight, very few at heavyweight have this guy's foot speed because the guy doesn't have to be in the pocket. In other words, I picked Joe Joyce against Dubois. Joyce beat him. Joyce delivered. But Dubois could have won that fight if he would have just taken one step back, said, hey, I'm too far away. I don't have to box Joyce. I just have to hit him hard two or three times every round. That should have been the mindset. So this version of Dubois, who's just standing around, understand too, because of the stamina gap in the heavyweight division, at lighter weights, guys can keep their hands up for 12 rounds. Right? Guys will have their hands up. They'll be blocking shots. Shakur Stevenson can keep his hands up at 130. You'll find out at heavyweight, your arms are too heavy. Even guys with great defense will have their hands around their waist. Dubois is young. He's athletic. He can have his hands around his waist. He can just stand around on the outside. Wait for you to do something silly. Throw a lazy jab. Have it linger out there where there's a countering opportunity. Or switch off. Right? See this guy standing outside and say he can't be serious. Unaware that all Dubois needs, even with his offhand, even with his left, is to hit you hard one time, the fight's going to be over. Right? So Dubois, wisely, wants to fight a version of Trevor Bryan, Dillian White. Now understand the differences between the two guys. White is a master in the pocket. Right? White calls himself the body snatcher. He's accomplished being deep in the pocket, breaking you down, and landing body shots. White has an excellent jab. I believe Dubois beats him. Because younger legs, better legs, and ability to be outside, Dubois is going to be so far outside that I don't believe Dillian White is going to be able to land his jab. The fight's going to come down to just a series of Dubois jumping in the pocket, throwing big shots. That already worked on. Dillian White, in the first Alexander Povetkin fight, right? A guy can be outside. In other words, if a boxing match breaks out, Dillian White wins. Dubois doesn't have the in-the-pocket skills to compete against Dillian White. He might develop them later in his career. Right now, it's simply too early, right? Dillian White has them because Dillian White's a cagey vet. 
because Dillian White has been in with Joshua, has been in with Povetkin. Right? Dillian White has been in with Derek Chisora. So Dillian White has a level of experience that far exceeds, far exceeds Daniel Dubois. But boxing is a young man's game. Dillian White does not have the foot speed of Daniel Dubois. If he tries to manufacture it for a few rounds and bun rush Dubois, that would be like rushing into the pocket against Anthony Joshua. Right? Dubois is accurate with his shots. He's one of the heaviest punchers in the sport. Right? I believe that without a way to touch Dubois with your jab, good luck running into the pocket against him. Right? So I feel that Dubois wisely is calling out Dillian White. Dubois also is wisely calling out the winner of Usyk Joshua 2. Right? Let me just point out that Dubois covers more ground than does Anthony Joshua, at least the pre-Robert Garcia version of Anthony Joshua, right? Both men are blessed punchers. I believe the difference is Joshua, who's now in his 30s, wants to be a technician, so Joshua is actually trying to do things like establish a jab, figuring out a boxing rhythm and stuff like that. Dubois is a fastball pitcher, right? A three-point shooter. In other words, he's not going to waste a lot of time developing a mid-range game. Dubois is just outside looking for an opening. He's more aggressive than Anthony Joshua. He'll come in early throwing heavy artillery. Right? Let's face it, too. Usyk is advanced. There's no question about that. Usyk would own the pocket against Dubois. Right? Dubois against a lefty, in other words, unorthodox angles, and a guy is skilled, would be a problem for Dubois. But again, Dubois is not trying to get inside the three-point arc. He's a three-point shooter. Right? He understands something Joshua might not have understood at the beginning of the first Joshua Usyk fight. Dubois understands he can't outbox Usyk. It's a different fight. Right? Usyk's going to come in. He's throwing feints and stuff like that. Dubois is going to be unfazed. Right? Dubois is going to be thinking, hey, man, how's this guy, <laughs> guy going to take my looping right hand? How's this guy going to take my, you know, left hand that I used to knock out Trevor Bryan? Right? Dubois is just going to be looking to hit a guy who he's going to view as a visitor to the heavyweight division. Here's a secret to young guys. Right? Understand, if you're a young guy, there's less risk, and I know it's heresy to say, but Dubois already has a loss. There's less risk fighting a consensus great fighter than there is fighting, let's say, a Dillian White, a guy who isn't viewed as Usyk, 
right? Usyk's viewed as an Olympic gold medalist, a undisputed cruiserweight champion, a guy who beat Anthony Joshua, a guy who beat Derek Chisora. That's who Usyk is viewed as. Understand, you lose to that guy, people will say, you know what? Dubois is young. He's on the way up. He just fought this guy too early in his career. It was a learning experience. Right? You lose to a Derek Chisora. Or you lose to a Dillian White. And people are going to say, hey, man, how old is Chisora? <laughs> it's like, hey, this guy lost to guys who didn't have the belt. Right? How good is Dubois? So if I were advising Dubois, who, let's face it, again, in the heavyweight division, is one punch away from beating anybody. Right? He doesn't have to be better than you. He just has to land first. Right? If I were advising Dubois, and if the winner of Joshua Usyk said, hey, I want to fight Dubois next. He has a share of the heavyweight title, right? We know Trevor Bryan was practically in witness protection with his share of the WBC belt, right? We know it's a reach to say, wow, Bermain Stavern was one of the best heavyweights of the last two years, and that's a big win by a heavyweight champion. We understand that. Right? But understand, politically, you can sell it to the public. Right? And Usyk could say, hey, man, my goal is to be undisputed. Couldn't reach an agreement with Tyson Fury, who is retired one day, not retired the next day. I'm fighting this man because I'm about unifying, and this man has a share of the WBA belt. Right? You could sell it. And I believe the fight would be a bonanza. Because there are people out there like me who realize boxing's a young man's game. And Dubois, at least for the first four or five rounds, is going to be a freak athlete. Isn't going to have the major stamina problem I suspect he would have later in the fight if it's spirited, unlike the Joe Joyce fight, which became highly technical, a jab fest. Right? I think there are a lot of people who understand Dubois has a fastball. Dubois has a three-point shot. Dubois is smart enough to understand he's going to have to be aggressive to overcome an experience gap, a skill gap, against the new sick. Right? So this guy is live. I criticized Trevor Bryan earlier commenting on his fight against Bermain Stavern. Understand, I believe Trevor Bryan's underrated. Right? I think Trevor Bryan would be a very good matchup against Dillian White. Right? Dubois just beat a skilled fighter, did not get hit with a lot of jabs because now he's farther away from his opponent. And he's smart enough to understand that he doesn't want a boxing match to break out. He needs to lead with power shots. That's exactly how he closed the fight. Understand, too, he hurts Brian a few times in this fight. It's not a one-punch fight, right? This is, in a way, kind of like the Nino Denier in a way fight, where Denier gets hurt off a bunch of shots, 
right here you notice Bryant gets hit with a shot backs up to the ropes you understand he's not playing cat and mouse his bell has been rung he's surprised by the power coupled with the hand speed you look at the ball and you realize wow there's a scenario here where he can do a David Hay. In other words, prime Hay, hellacious puncher, would stand around outside, right? Look for openings. Then would come in with big shots, right? Dubois, in my opinion, is Hay's here apparent. Right, this is the 2022 version of David Hay. Folks, he's dangerous. As he learns how to box in the pocket, I still believe he can be a force at heavyweight. Right, his right hand comes in at a loop. Very hard to block. Right now, I still place Ergovic over him. I believe Ergovic ultimately inherits the heavyweight division. Right? But understand, Ergovic's older than Dubois. In my opinion, has more experience than Dubois. And Ergovic can keep you outside with a jab, has height. Right? Can keep you outside with a jab and can move in rhythm. But let's just say that fight, Dubois-Ergovic, is an interesting fight. Some of the other guys at heavyweight, Luis Ortiz had problems with Deontay Wilder's punch. And Ortiz now is in his 40s. While I consider Ortiz to be a much more accomplished, much more skilled boxer than Daniel Dubois, Ortiz just doesn't hit as hard as Dubois. Right? Who, unlike Wilder, is two-handed. We, we see that here where he wins by left-hand knockout. Right? I think it's a skilled fight. I think a guy like Ortiz would look at the young guy and say, okay, let's take this to round seven and see where he is. Right? Ortiz can finish a guy who's overwhelmed. Right? I do believe that unlike, let's say, a Manny Pacquiao, another freak athlete, who was a freak athlete in the 10th round, right? Pacquiao just had volume on him. Right, this wasn't a case where Manny's dangerous for four rounds, then he slips. Right, Floyd Mayweather, another guy I consider a freak athlete. Roy Jones, unlike those guys who were freak athletes later in fights, I get the feeling Dubois might be a regular guy in the eighth round of fights. Right, let's just say him against vets, it's interesting. I heard Dubois talk about wanting to fight Joseph Parker. Let me caution him there. I'll take Parker in that fight. Right? Full disclosure, I took Parker against Dillian White. Dillian White won the fight. Parker ran out of time. But I consider Parker to be one of the few heavyweights who actually is an athlete who has foot speed and who has two hands. Right? We need to start looking at guys and thinking about their ceilings, not necessarily where they are, but where they could be. 
I think Parker is a guy who, if he's in the ring against an athlete like this, would show his own athleticism and would rise to the occasion. If I were advising Dubois, I'd tell him, player, stay away from Parker. Right? Let's talk Deontay Wilder. That's an interesting fight. Wilder wants to come back. Here is a guy, Dubois, who's now holding a portion of the WBA belt. Right? Wilder, of course, was the WBC champion. Wilder against Dubois is interesting because Dubois has the legs to stay away from Wilder's straight right hand. Right? The question would be whether Dubois could come in and land enough body shots to chop down Wilder. That's an open question. I believe that fight is competitive. Right, So consider Dubois to be a major contender at heavy. While there's some guys I would take over him, Right, I think he's not ready for Tyson Fury. I'll just be blunt. Right? Let's just say I do believe this guy would be competitive against Adelian White, against the winner of Usyk Joshua, against a Deontay Wilder. Right? Let's just say there's a lot here. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this video. Tell us why. Defense is no different in the heavyweight division than it is everywhere else. If you want to defend the common view where, you know, divisions don't matter that much, please accept this invitation to leave your comments. Let me point out, too, there are some guys in the heavier weights, Dimitri Bevel, at light heavyweight, who will keep their hands up all fight. I'll concede that. I believe if Bevel was a heavyweight, maybe the hands would be up the first three rounds. By the time you got to the fifth round, <laughs> I believe even he would have his hands around his waist for at least half the round. Anyway, that's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I look forward to your comments. Thanks for stopping by.